Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Discovery Houston. 20 seconds to LOS T-Drift. Discovery. Your goal for APU shutdown on time. Welcome to another episode of Nerdbottomy. I'm currently trying to get my... I got all kinds of noises going on today. You know, this is... uh, This isn't, you know, a very polished show. So let me just... You should know that by now. But what I do know is that I really enjoyed this week's movie, video game adaptation uh, sequel. This time around, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. Very long title. Um, I would have just maybe called it Lara Croft, The Cradle of Life. Uh, just kind of to, uh, you know, see there's the there's the heat kicking on. It's very cold. Very cold for this time of year. But anyway, jeez. Uh, <laughs> it's going off the rails pretty quick. It's going off the rails pretty quick. I usually prep the studio a little bit better than I did today, but anyway, <laughs> the Cradle of Life got a 24%, uh, which is not great. Let me get my sheet. <clears throat> Where did I put it? All right. All right, so Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, had a 20%, and as I just said, this has a 24%, so that's a huge boost. <laughs> Uh, it does have a 44% audience score. I actually do agree that this was a better movie, but again, way too over the top for me. I mean, you know, we had the first movie, and I think people really liked the scene that I disliked, which is the 
going around on the cable. So now we're like, you know, jumping onto helicopters and we're just, it, there's monsters, you know, it's, it's a little wild. It's a little wild. Uh, great cast again, as usual. Um, you know, of course, Angelina Jolie is, uh, a, a perfect casting, um, but you also had Gerard Butler, and you had um, oh, the guy from Rome. I can't pronounce his name. But, uh, yeah, Noah Taylor, Chris Berry's in it. But, yeah, the guy from Rome who played Julius Caesar. And I don't want to mispronounce his name. I mispronounce names and places so much, especially throughout my bon- uh, podcast career. So, I uh, yeah, I'm not even going to attempt... But great, he played a great baddie in the film. Now, as far as runtime, it is uh, it felt longer. Uh, it was an hour and fifty eight minutes. Uh, the box office in the U.S. did sixty five million. So, if we look back, if we look at worldwide box office, uh, the first Tomb Raider was leaps and bounds over every video game movie prior and well into the future, uh, with two hundred seventy four million worldwide. Where this film did 156 million worldwide, so maybe that's why we did not see this continue. I'm not really sure why they did not continue. I mean, they didn't make tons of sequels to video game movies, uh, except for Resident Evil, which we will be talking about uh, in two weeks. Another Resident Evil film, but. They really didn't um, go crazy with it. You know, it was actually... When they did, it was like straight to straight to VHS, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. It wasn't, it wasn't in theaters. So let's look at uh, the director of this film, which is uh, Jean Dabon, uh, who I guess, if you look at his cinematography career... Um, you know, he did films such as The Jewel of the Nile and Die Hard. Uh, but then becoming a director uh, with films like Speed and Twister. And I think that's actually why the film kind of feels the way it does. Uh, great cinematographer. I mean, he was even back in the days of, like, The Fourth Man and Cujo. But I think most notably Die Hard. And actually, Die Hard cinematography is re- rather good. Uh, he's actually a cinematographer on one of my favorite films, uh, which is The Hunt for Red October. Even though I do like Crimson Tide more, uh, if we're going to talk about submarine films. But I think having a directorial debut with Speed, uh, followed by Twister, is pretty good. You know, I pretty much owned the 90s, but then had a huge bomb with Speed 2, Cruise Control, which... Uh, came out a year after Twister. He also directed that, which was not not a slam dunk. Uh, and actually, the last film he directed uh, was 2003's Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. But a great, um, a great career, and um, definitely, definitely put, you know, put his spin on the Lara Croft series with uh, going really over the top. And uh, it's okay. It's all right. You know, speed was less over the top. 
All right, so top critics. Let's see. Let's see what we got. We got uh, Newsweek. Trusted source. Uh, we got, quote, It's not half bad with cool locations and a great stunt leap from the top of a Hong Kong high-rise. Eh. Unlike the wink-winking Charlie's Angels, Croft 2 mostly and wisely keeps a straight face. Yeah, it is, uh, it's definitely not campy, but these uh, people thought, um, these reviewers, these uh, professionals, thought the first film was very campy uh, in their reviews, at least uh, from what I remember. And I didn't think it was at all. I thought it actually had a straight face as well uh, because Lara has kind of a straight face. You know, you might get a smirk and uh, a smile when it's not in a in a moment. But when she's in the moment, she's it's kind of like, um, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of Vash the Stampede, you know, just kind of uh, when it's serious, you know, you get your game face on. Common Sense Media, quote, better than the first, but not by much, end quote. Variety, quote, the less welcome news is that most of the same shortcomings that cramped the first installment are still dogging the sequel, which delivers on action but dawdles through downtime. I actually prefer the downtime. See, we had this talk with the last film. I mean, it is a, you know, there's a lot of travel involved in the Tomb Raider films, and it's just part of the, you know, it's kind of like with Uncharted, which actually, that's probably going to be one of the last movies I talk about, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, so Uncharted. Um, there's there's travel involved <laughs> in these movies and games, so it's not downtime. Um, it's really just showing the journey. Anyway, Chicago Reader, quote, This Indiana Jones knockoff goes down smoothly enough, and Jolie isn't bad at all. Okay. It is. <laughs> I never put Indiana Jones and Laura Croft in the same category, mainly because you know she. I think it's because they're weapons of choice and career choices, perhaps. Uh, but you know, somebody who doesn't play video games, I completely understand that comparison. I guess Empire Magazine quote. Curiously fun-free, drab, and ho-hum. Hmm. All right. Ho-hum. 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 Where do you, uh... Where do you get that? Where, do, where does that term come from? I know. <laughs> I've heard it. But I have yet to understand it. Sydney Morning Herald, quote, Tomb Raider 2 may be a pleasure, as banal as the archetypal evil scientist, yet it's a pleasure nonetheless. All right. Okay. Good. 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 BBC.com, quote, as incoherent, dumb, and stupefying bland as its Wobegone predecessor. All right. Okay. Very, very posh review there. Wobegone. Wobegone predecessor. Okay. Rolling Stone, quote, scenery can't save this blindingly dull sequel. All right. You literally have somebody jumping off of a building to a helicopter, disconnecting off, you have uh, just absolutely insane scenes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the word "dull" is pretty hard to uh, pretty hard to accept as uh, <laughs> as a word put in a review. And that was Peter Travers. All right, Village Voice quote: 
Jolie remains more magazine cover than actress or movie star, and the franchise she supports is more Nintendo after school time killer than rousing adventure cycle. All right, so this is uh, this is perfect. This is a perfect review because if you don't play the game, don't watch the movie. You cannot call this a Nintendo after school t- compare it to a Nintendo after school time killer. This was a PC PlayStation game, right? That is not I, I mean it's, you know, it, it it's a story itself, the games. And you know, there it involves a lot of thought, it involves a lot of just skill right in a certain way and then you got to be able to do that side jump while shooting in the air appropriately so if you don't know what you're talking about just don't just don't even go just don't go just don't go see it you're good. <laughs> it's like oh that's a nintendo computer gaming system thing it's just you're, you sound ignorant ebert and roper uh, from richard roper quote Silly, cheesy, and tacky. All right, great. Well, well done, well done. Moviefreak.com, quote, The fact that the thought of part three is even a possibility is probably the greatest mystery of all. One not even the famously chiseled title character herself could figure out. Because she likes to solve things, so. She, she could never solve why Tomb Raider 3 would happen. That is very rude. It's very rude. Austin Chronicle, quote, Bombastic it may be, but it's rarely boring, as was the first Tomb Raider. Keep your expectations in line with the source material, and you may be pleasantly surprised. I thought it was actually way over the top compared to the source material. And actually, you know, I felt that way about Resident Evil. Uh, I feel like there, a lot of these film adaptations are really really uh, pushing pushing the boundaries here as to what you were able to do in the games. And just kind of just pushing it way, way, going to 11. Going to 11 with a lot of these um, characters. And, you know, it is kind of disappointing, honestly. Like, my biggest issue with the movie is that it was like way over the top uh but you know it's a movie i understand you got to make things exciting uh you know it's kind of like the progression of the mission impossible films <laughs> the first mission impossible was like you know based in reality and things are just really you know getting getting less and less real as time went on. And I would actually argue the same with Fast and the Furious. I feel like Fast and the Furious started as based in definite reality. Um, Even with Tokyo Drift, I I would say, is, you know, I mean, these are things that are able to be accomplished with a car. But when you're, like, shooting spears from helicopters and then, like, flying your car off a bridge with attached to a helicopter and then swinging around and getting behind the people chasing you or something to that effect. I probably shouldn't have said that out loud because um, it might actually happen. 
in uh, but anyway that, that that effect might take place i'm not sure but there will be <laughs> there's always something they got to be bigger than the previous movie right and i you know we've seen it with mission impossible we saw it with uh fast and the furious but with this movie they all, they're only on number two but they still went pretty far they went pretty far off the cliff if you will to make it more exciting and i'll tell you what most of the things done in this movie i did not do in any tomb raider game ever because um you're just you know you're literally a tomb raider you're not a you know whatever i don't even know what to compare a superhero so anyway enough about that let's do one more review and then i'll quit wasting your time um but at least the heat turned off which is good that's something is there anything what is a good one let's see let's just go i'm, I'm only looking at the uh the location of the reviewer like the the publication we will do toronto star we'll do toronto star uh i am uh, a maple leafs fan so this should be this should be this is this is a good one we'll be good all right toronto star quote while there's compelling evidence that angelina jolie is a real person you'd never guess it watching lara croft tomb raider the cradle of life Two out of five. Uh, you know, I think Laura, I, I think that um, Laura Croft uh, definitely has some things that make her unrealistic, right? I feel like some of her abilities are. And I think the film was able to capture some of those. Uh, as far as, I'm not sure if he's talking about what he's referring to, uh, but I do know that um, it definitely... She is a real person, and um, I think watching it, there are some fantastical things. But I think it's an odd review. You know, I think it's uh, people. His his review for Man of Steel wasn't. Uh, you know, I'm I'm confident Henry Cavill is a real person, but you wouldn't know it from watching Man of Steel. <laughs> it's like, well, it is uh, fictional. It is. Uh, it's not a docu series. It is fictional. So. Um, you know, kind of a kind of a lazy review uh, from Toronto. I expected better, but you know, you don't you don't always get what you what you expect from these. And I got more than I expected from this movie. I would uh, I would safely give it. I don't know. What do What do you think? I mean, I like I liked it enough. Um, I'm not going to be like, you know, completely. You know, I I think. Five and a half. You want to do five and a half? I can do five and a half. I I would argue, I would argue between five and six. So I'm not going to go there. But still, I mean, it's a movie and it's it's fun. But um, it's far. You know, we'll we'll go five just because uh, of the respect to the source material was a little. You you turned it up too much. So yeah, we'll give it a five out of ten. That's my. I'm gonna stick with that. I don't like doing halves. You know that. <laughs> you should know that by now. All right. Well, anyway, uh, what uh, what's the next movie we got? Uh, let's see. House of the Dead. House of the Dead, which I have not seen. So I will have to find out. Well, you know what? Let's just hear. We got time. Uh, let's. Uh, you get to listen to me type. House of the Dead. 
streaming. Like, you get to find out when I find out. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> streaming film. Yeah, House of the Dead film streaming. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Where to watch online. This is from Just Watch. Let's see. House of the Dead streaming. Where to watch. Maybe Prime? I don't want to pay for it, though. That's one of the rules. So if I can't find the movie, remember, we skip it if it's not available streaming. Uh, Laura Croft was available through Paramount, just so everybody is aware. Uh, I'm only seeing... All right, it says... what? Okay, so Prime. Prime has it. And it's uh, watch with Movie Sphere. Start your seven day free trial. Okay, so I will, uh, I will watch it. Um, I, I will start a free trial. I just got to make sure to uh, to cancel it. All right. So House of the Dead. A group of college students find themselves stalked by kill- killer zombies, and are forced to take shelter in an ancient house and must uncover its secrets in order to survive. Now, just as a... This came out in October of 2003. This is the actual film. And I'll have to start a trial. But that's next week. So we're not going to worry about that. Right now, we're just going to uh, say goodbye. And I invite you to our Saturday show. uh, Because we are talking about news of some kind. Things like... Things of that nature. All right. So until next time, thank you for listening. And be well.